In this podcast, Dr. Greg Stratman, a veteran educator and administrator, shares his perspectives and insights on rethinking education. My topic today is history. One of the things that I have noticed over the years in talking to students, really at all levels, middle school and above especially, I asked them what classes they liked the most and what classes they liked the least. And most commonly, you will hear from middle schoolers and junior high, high schoolers, is that their least favorite classes are language arts and history. Now, despite my own love for language and literature and writing, that is my background, I can see why the study of grammar and mechanics and great books loses students. Teachers really have to be creative to make those subjects at the least bearable, at most enjoyable. But I do not understand the dislike for history. History should be one of the most interesting subjects to any student. Now, what makes me say that? Well, history is filled with great stories. It doesn't matter what era what time period, what civilization, what continent, what culture, what peoples you happen to be studying, there are interesting stories. And focusing on stories does not mean de-emphasizing when things happened. I think it's important for people to have a general sense of the general time periods, if not the exact dates that great events happened, especially in their own culture. country, but they can learn those dates in the midst of being fed stories. History is filled with intriguing characters, compelling events, and exciting drama. So why is it boring our young people? My feeling is that the primary culprit is the curricular approach that schools and boards of education are taking. And those decisions can and may lead to pedagogical weaknesses. Sometimes teachers just don't enthuse their students for the subject. They enter the, the class with acceptance that students see their class as a necessary evil. When I was in school, a lot of history classes were taught by coaches And while there are plenty of coaches out there who are good teachers, the ones I had were not. Quite often, coaches are hired to coach their particular sport, especially if it is a major sport, and their teaching to them is a necessary evil. I look back at my children's middle school years, and during that time, they were studying ancient history, ancient cultures and civilizations, Mesopotamia, ancient China, India, and Greece, early African, early American civilizations, Native Americans, so on and so forth, ad infinitum. Why are middle school students being introduced to the aspects of history to which they are least apt to be able to relate or to find interesting? Well, that is the age to grab their interest in history. I know middle school also studies state history, at least my kids did, in fourth or fifth grade, I believe. 
But you don't want to entrench a mindset of negativity towards the subject before they even really get to, quote, unquote, the good stuff. Think about what kids in the United States just studying American history. Think about the stories about the Old West, about the settling of the country, the westward expansion, the cultures of the Native Americans and what happened to them, pre-colonial America, what forces led into the decision by a group of colonists to rebel against the major world power at the time. How was the American Revolution successful? And why is it less than a hundred years later, the country at that time was split in half in a violent and ugly and extremely deadly civil war? What were the actual causes of that war? Most people think slavery, end of story. But it's much more complicated than that. Had to do with states' rights, President Lincoln's interest in keeping the Union together, and a variety of other things. Two world wars within the first half of the 20th century, one much better known than the other. World War II is a more popular topic than World War I. People tend to know a lot less about World War I, even adults. What caused World War I? Why did we get into that war? 20 years later, we're back into another world war. What really motivated and drove Hitler? Why was he so anti-Semitic? Why was one of our allies, Joseph Stalin, actually worse in many respects than Adolf Hitler? And what about the decade that preceded our involvement in the Second World War? What about the Great Depression? Young people need to learn about our country. I think most especially the 20th century history that took us from a horse and buggy society to a space society. That is a tremendous step forward within a single century. Prohibition, the growth of organized crime, civil rights, presidential assassinations, the women's movement. High school, in particular, is really where students need to start hearing the details of these things and developing the capabilities of thinking about them and reasoning about them. Why, here in the third decade of the 21st century, why is our country so divided? Why is there such hatred between the two sides? Why is there such disparity between the wealthy and the poverty-stricken? Where did technology come from? What were the developments of science during the 20th century? So much to learn. And that's just in our country. If you were to include other events in Western civilization, what about the Black Plague? What about the Reformation? 
what brought those on? What about the various monarchies and why have some of those disappeared? How is it that the smallest continent in the world became the greatest power in the 18th and 19th centuries? How did a small island country like Great Britain become the empire on which the sun never sets? What countries were involved in the slave trade? And where besides the United States did those slaves go? And how were African tribes and peoples involved in that slave trade? Why is Africa such an underdeveloped continent? Farther east, you get into cultures that are far different from ours. The closer cultures, the Arab cultures, the Muslim cultures in the Middle East. You go to the Far East, to China, Japan, North and South Korea, Southern Asia and Southeast Asia, India, Thailand, Vietnam. What's the deal about Vietnam? Why was that such an unpopular war? Or the decade of the 60s, wouldn't that provide a lot of interesting stories to young minds? Think about what 1960 was like in this country with sock hops and poodle skirts and jukeboxes and the Beatles with their pop music. And then by the end of the decade, we were on the moon. We had a society of, of rock music, free love, free drugs. We had endured three significant assassinations. We had riots like we had never had in this country before. We had major civil rights reform in the 60s. We had confrontations with Cuba and behind them the Soviet Union. You know, as the saying goes, those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it. That really encapsulates the main reason people need to know history and the best way to help people know and understand and appreciate history is to make it interesting and personal to them. Perhaps they can study their own family history. Where did their family come from? Why did their family come to this country? How did they get here? How did they survive? Where did they live? Were members of their families involved in any of the American wars? No excuse for history to be boring. It's effort by the teacher, but they need to be given a curriculum that will allow them to take these measures to make this topic interesting. And again, it's all part of becoming a culturally literate and responsible citizen to know what has happened in what remains a relatively short lifespan for a nation. I know that stories cannot be completely relied upon, so history can be, like the study of literature, incredibly interesting to students. But more often than not, it is not interesting, and that's a real shame. For more information, check out Achieve Excellence Institute on the web and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter.